0: I'm Luke Musgrave, and you're listening to The Podfather. This is The Decision Point with Anand and Duri. Anand, we're freelancing a show. I got no show sheet. We just have news coming at us left and right. Jalen Carter has uh, just been connected to a fatal car crash, and now he's being investigated, and this is certainly going to affect his draft stock. He was supposed to be the one or two
1: overall pick.
0: This is big.
1: Yeah. Um, I mean, he's scheduled to speak in Indy, you know, Wednesday morning. I have a feeling he's not going to make that. So, sorry, Cody, and sorry, Alex. You're probably not going to get that interview. But, I mean, how much does this shake up everything for everybody else, right? Like, especially, you know, obviously in the context of being in Chicago, I'm going to put it in some kind of bearer's lens. I mean, now your decision functionally cannot be Jalen Carter with this hanging over your head, right? If you're going to be in that top four, you know, as People have speculated that it's going to be Indy that ultimately moves up to one. The Bears move down to four. If that's the case, the big fucking problem you have now is now you're looking at Will Anderson and Tyree Wilson instead of Will Anderson and Jalen Carter. Not that Tyree Wilson doesn't deserve to be, you know, mentioned among them, but there's no defensive tackle that's there, right? Like you're now purely edge, Roger, bro, 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 bro. Tyree
0: Wilson is 6'6", 275. Oh yeah. Freak. Bro.
1: Freak. Bro. Freak, freak, freak. Six yeah. six
0: two seventy five edge
1: rusher. Oh yeah. He's uh that's the whole deal. If you if you want to just have fun, you know, if you're missing football and you miss guys just being absolute fucking dudes, Tyree Wilson against Texas is just violence. Oh. That was awesome. That was oh. just awesome to watch. He was yeah. oh god. Yeah, you're not gonna see many better individual just prospect. Well, this is what this guy can do, right? We saw one CJ Stroud against Georgia, but Tyree Wilson against Texas was just, yeah, that guy's a little different. And Miles Murphy, he's six
0: five, two seventy five. These guys are about to test to the combine. Cody is at the combine. This is very exciting. And I'm 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 most interested in seeing Tyree Wilson because when I saw the the size, when I saw the proportions, I was like, okay. Well, this could be a very, very interesting, completely disruptive guy that actually overtakes Will Anderson. Yeah. Like, it's possible that just like Trayvon Walker last year, well, right, he moved up in the process. It was all about Kayvon Thibodeau. If you remember, March 1 last year, it was all about Kayvon Thibodeau. Then it became Trayvon Walker. That's what I was thinking could happen to Tyree Wilson, and now that we have... One of those pieces likely off the board in Jalen Carter. All the more reason to start considering Tyree Wilson at the 101. But before we do, Jalen Carter, prediction on where he's drafted?
1: Um, It depends on how quickly they get all this resolved, right? You know, if it's determined rather quickly that he has nothing to do with it, he pleads out of it. You know, I think it was... Todd McShay that came out and said something about, you know, hey, you're going to start hearing something about him. This is going to be a problem. And we kind of dismissed it because things like that have been said before about players. But uh, he's absolutely right. Deserves his credit for that. I think you're I, I I still don't think you see him leave the first round. Just I mean, you're talking about an all time defensive tackle prospect. And, you know, it was pretty clear. I mean, we, when we did the show last year, we were talking about. How unbelievable it, it Jordan Davis was at Georgia, and how next year's version of Jordan Davis was even better than the one we got last year in yeah. terms of uh, in terms of you know Jalen Carter. So, I mean, I have a hard time believing that someone at the end of the first round doesn't throw a dart, assuming that you know it's not worst case scenario. But that's just it, right? Like we we have no information to go off of other than a press release basically so i mean it's it's kind of wait and see but i still i mean short of something really crazy happening here i don't see him leaving the first round
0: late teens yeah right you could see seattle taking a chance Uh, miami can't miami can't pick him at 21
1: you want to know why (laughs) they forfeited their pick (laughs) they forfeited their pick why they forfeit the pick uh because steven ross was doing some shady shit what was (laughs) steven ross doing Tampering for Tom Brady and, and, and fucking Sean Payton At the same time Wait so th- th- let me get this straight This was this was
0: about uh, The top equity holder Tampering and trying to recruit Players and coaches before Those conversations were allowed to start happening This was not about Offering bounties For losses I can't remember I think it had something to do with all Pick your scandal for Stephen Ross Right Hey, I'll, I'll I'll give you X thousand dollars for every loss. <laughs> what are you doing? Uh yeah. These guys—they live in another. They li- if you don't think that that is just the perfect example of guys that don't think the laws of the land apply to them, live in a completely different universe than the rest of us. Just like that—that—that yeah, that, that you would even consider doing that. They like you would even. Think about the, the, the not, not just the ethical issues, but that it could cost you draft picks. I'm sure that he never even thought about it. It didn't even occur to him that it was unethical because he can do whatever he wants. He has as much money as he'll ever be able to spend. So then, therefore, he could just ask anyone to do anything at any time. He doesn't even bump up against the ethics, much less... This sort of rational decision making with consequences down the road as a member of a league that has rules, Stephen Ross.
1: Yeah, and I mean, look, like this is the weekend of the year—well, the week really slash weekend of the year—that you hear everything, right? I mean, you've got every agent in town, every general managers in town. You got a bunch of owners in town, coaches in town. They're all fucking hammered whether it's st elmo's burn wherever it is you know i mean like it's open tampering like that's what this week is and a lot of these deals that end up getting done later towards the draft in terms of trade compensation in terms of you know players getting moved players getting cut whatever the situations are all these things are hammered out in indianapolis at least you know to begin with so i mean look like if you're someone that's trying to learn the ins and outs of how all of this stuff works one of the best things you can do is just sit yourself down at 1933 at St. Elmo and just listen. Because, I mean, uh, you've, got, you've got open tampering going on with an earshot of Pellicero and with an earshot of Rappaport. And it's just fucking hilarious. Because, I mean, we all know what's going on, right? Like, it, it's... The, Cody and, and Alex can fill you in on that, too, you know, especially with the work that they're doing out there. But it's just so funny that this is the one week where everybody's like, well, there are tampering rules, but there aren't.
0: Once... Daniel Snyder has uh, let his team go. Is Steven Ross going to be the new worst top equity holder?
1: I mean, it's he's up there. He's way up there. Like uh, It's still going to be tough to top Cal McNair. Like, oh. <laughs> the Texans are... A f- a f- at least the product on the field for Miami is watchable. Like The Texans are just... I don't even... There are no words for what Houston's doing right now, so... I want to know who Anand Nduri
0: thinks that Houston is drafting it too. after this. Jacoby Myers projected to get Christian Kirk money. There's a number of scenarios where Jacoby Myers is the leading receiver for his team. scores five-plus touchdowns. So if you had to pick a player who could benefit most from free agency on prediction strike, it's got to be Jacoby Myers. That's it. That's the guy. We've talked about Campbell and Chark having great upside for best ball league, sure, but The guy that could actually be a true target hog who could get paid like a number one receiver and has a very reasonable price point on Prediction Strike for now. It's just interesting that a prototypical possession receiver would have the most spike potential on Prediction Strike. And when you get the Prediction Strike app, use the promo code UNDERWORLD to get a free player share with a $20 deposit. The promo code is UNDERWORLD. The app is Prediction Strike. My daughter and I will be watching some uh, Jacoby Myers lists. Patriots games on our new projection television experience, the Epson Epic Vision LS800. Oh, baby. Game changer, game changer. The majority of my wall is now a screen, a high-definition screen. So when Epson sent me the LS800, they said, oh, no, we're going to send a screen as well. So the screen is super cool. Now You can't just project this on the wall. We need a specific surface to optimize the picture quality. And it's like, oh, it makes sense. They've just figured out everything. They said, hey, we're going to have a short throw, shorten the distance from the projector to the wall. The wall itself will be a screen material. It's nothing like what you think projection experience is. They've It's come so far. I had to see it to believe it. You should see it. Go to epson.com slash podfather, epson.com. See for yourself. Just see for yourself. Epson.com/slash Podfather. Who
1: are they drafting at two? Who, who the Texans going to go defense at two, or think they're going to go quarterback? I think Bryce Young's the guy. Unless he gets taken at one before them, unless he gets sniped for them, I think I think Bryce Young's the guy. How is this possible? Why did they not learn their
0: lesson? I learned my lesson. I learned my lesson with Baker Mayfield. I had Baker Mayfield over Josh Allen, and that was a mistake. How have they not learned this lesson with teeny tiny quarterbacks? That, yes, a Drew Brees is possible, an extreme outlier is possible, but... Are you betting on that? <laughs> the size issue is real. You don't want to chase outliers, especially when it comes to the size of the most critical piece on the team, quarterback. Why
1: would you take that chance on Bryce Young? The the really strange, so this goes into kind of our, we don't know anything about anything until post-combine, right? Last year at this point, pre-combine, Trayvon Walker's odds to be number one weren't even listed. As of mid-March, they were about 35 to one. And then obviously ends up going one overall. So obviously it's possible to fall in love with the traits, then go back and revisit the tape after you have all the athletic testing numbers, after you have an RAS score, and go back and try to find those traits that you like in tape again, which uh, obviously teams are going to do. And the guy to me that is going to absolutely set the combine on fire and someone's going to fall in love with him is Anthony Richardson. As As crazy as Levis's arm is, Anthony Richardson's physical tools are just crazy. And I could absolutely see someone falling in love with him and, and him ending up in that top 10
0: headline on sports illustrated oh sports illustrated Ooh, right remember sports illustrated very very prestigious uh publication m- m- many years ago yeah the colts can't let the texans get bryce young dun dun, dun 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 dun
1: dun dun that's where if you're the if you're the bears that's the bidding war that you want to create right like Carolina may move up from nine and give up a king's ransom. They may do that. What? But but uh, th- 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 the draft is weird, Matt. People do all kinds of really dumb shit. The Rams gave up like half a draft for Jared Goff. Like I, it's a like I, I don't even. It, just really strange shit starts to happen whenever there's this you know quarterback scarcity that people are you know there are only four this year, right? Whether it's you know whether you want Young, Stroud, Richardson, Levis, and if they all go top 10, you're fucked because what do you do? You probably got to take Henn and Hooker at the bottom of round one because there's no guarantee he's going to be there in the middle of the late round two, right? Like now you're, now you're really scrambling. So like it, w- this happens every year. Quarterbacks just get pushed up the board out of necessity, which is fine. Like we've talked ad nauseum about how important it is to get that right. But the thing is there just aren't enough of them to warrant for going in the top 10. Yeah, if they all hit, of course they're worth top 10 picks. We all know that. That's that's not news. The question is there are 10 better prospects than these four quarterbacks and they're probably they're going to be a handful of guys that are there between, you know, 11 and 15 if these guys all go top 10 that, you know, you're going to sit there and be like why the hell is this guy available at 14? Kind of like Listen, when Tampa was sitting there with Tristan Worse.
0: I couldn't disagree more. Mac Jones would be the best quarterback prospect in this class, and he went at 15. It's all relative. And these teams fall for it year after year after year. They talk themselves into Jared Goff and Carson Wentz 1-2 when these players are not top-five caliber prospects. It's just that you need a quarterback, and they're the best quarterbacks that this class has to offer. I would hope that they wouldn't fall for it again. They can't fall for it. This is not an impressive quarterback class. This is a super, super flawed... This is not 2021. This is 2023. And you have Bryce Young, who is the best thrower of footballs, who is listed at six foot tall. Six foot sub 200. There's no way he's six feet tall. They're not. He's 5'11". And he's not athletic. So let me get this straight. So I'm going to get... A Kyler Murray-sized quarterback that has a lesser arm and very little mobility. And, and this guy is in the conversation to go 101 if the Bears trade out of it. The Bears yeah. are, are committed to Justin Fields, right? They're not going to draft yeah, a quarterback, are they? There's
1: no—it's their due diligence, right? If you're Ryan Poles in the front office, your job— is obviously to go through and evaluate these quarterbacks and see if there's anyone better. Justin Fields would be the number one quarterback in this class by a pretty wide margin, if you ask me. Of course he would be! Of course! So would Mac Jones! Like, I I don't know where... The the Bryce... like, Like, I don't dislike Bryce Young as a prospect. There's a lot to like there. But you're also gambling a lot on someone being a true outlier. And, like... That's one of the, the positions where I don't know how much risk you're willing to take in terms of look, if if Josh Allen busted, the guy was 6'5, 240. Like there, there's a it's not that he didn't bust because of his size. He didn't bust because his body wasn't gonna hold up in the NFL, right? It was just either he was gonna figure out how to make NFL reads and NFL throws, or he wasn't. And he figured it out, and he's a demigod now. But Bryce Young is never gonna be anything other than what he is in this frame. And that's the unfortunate part, right? Like if he's six, two, six, three, we're this is an easy this is a super easy eval if he's six two six three.
0: We have a guy that's six two six three on and with similar statistics in CJ Stroud. How is this a fucking conversation? It's not. That we're comparing CJ Stroud to a backup quarterback in the league. How is this possible? I keep seeing these crazy headlines. Did you say? Did did I mention Sports Illustrated? The Colts can't let the Texans get Bryce Young. What the fuck are you talking about? (laughs) He's (laughs) 5'10! What the? He he ran for zero yards in a season. And the year before that, he ran for negative yards!
1: Like, uh,
0: I thought we were in on players like. Trey Lance, right? Isn't that like Kyle Shanahan moving up because this is the new paradigm? You're looking for the next Josh Allen, the next Jalen Hurts,
1: and now we're, 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 we're chasing the next Baker Mayfield? What is happening? I This is the really strange part Weird about, like, because the, the natural Bryce Young comp that everyone wants to make is Drew Brees, right? But, like, we have a litany of guys that have succeeded to an extent at that height. But they're not, you know, we're not talking about them as ridiculous all-time greats outside of Drew Brees. Like, that's it, right? He's smaller than Drew Brees. Russell Wilson's a A-plus a, a athlete. Like, that's not what we're talking about here. Russell Wilson, Kyler Murray, A-plus athletes. We're not, that's not what we're being, that's not what's being discussed here. Yes, Bryce Young is an athlete, but he's not that. Like, I mean, if he put up huge
0: numbers somewhere else, okay, okay, it'd be, it'd be a conversation. It's Alabama. Right, it's Alabama. What, what are we talking about? Th- this guy benefited from the Alabama system, and he was very efficient, but he wasn't Mac Jones-level efficient. He was good, but he wasn't C.J. Stroud-level good. W- 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 what
1: is happening? I think that... the there is one game that is carrying a lot of the weight of this grade for bryce young and it's his 2021 game against georgia where he was remarkable like there's no there's no sugar coating it it was every bit what you saw from Cj Stroud against georgia where it's you've answered all the questions that we could possibly have of you in this one game the problem then being is how many of those games can you start for me being five foot ten without shoes on like that's that's a major concern, right? Kyler Murray has way more escapability than Bryce Young does and he's having problems making it through seasons. And you're talking about a better arm, better legs, and a more fluid dynamic athlete. That's the only thing that concerns me about Bryce Young, but the thing is you you I say that's the only thing, but that's one of the biggest things. Can you hold up, right? It's gigantic. Yeah, there's a reason we don't put five nine receivers out playing flanker. You're you're either in the slot or, you know, you know, you you can't you're not you're not lining them up to play X and, and go play jump ball. Like it's just not within the realm of possibilities of things that you can do. You're asking Bryce Young to break so many molds here as the 101 that look, if you're right and you're right. Great. There's. No one will be happier to be wrong, right? Than everybody that has these height and size concerns about Bryce Young. But they are legitimate concerns, right? Uh, Yeah.
0: I mean, it's been 23 years since Drew Brees was drafted. And a lot has changed in the way the NFL scouting industrial complex grades players. But they got Drew Brees right. Mm -hmm. They got him right. They said... This guy is an extreme outlier. He's the best of the extreme outliers we've ever seen. You cannot, in good conscience, use a first-round pick on him. But if you want to take him as the first pick in the second round, by all means. right? By all and means. The, in the second round, permission to start chasing outliers, but not with first-round capital. So he he is, at best, an early second-round pick. The fact that people are talking about him as the potential 101, that the Bears would commit to him over Justin Fields, that teams would trade up from nine, a King's Ransom, as you said, from Carolina to get to one because you can't let the Houston Texans get Bryce Young. It's just, it would be crazy. You couldn't let him do that, right? Especially if you're Indianapolis, you're in the same division. That's the argument. That's the argument. That's the nonsense argument in these articles. While you're in the same division, you can't be competing against Bryce Young for the next 10 years. Your franchise is fucked, Indianapolis, if you let Houston get him. What are we to... It is, whew, that is flawed rationale from the beginning, and then it's based on this flawed premise that uh, Bryce Young is the best quarterback in this class, and he's not. If I'm drafting, I'm considering him... After the three quarterbacks that have real, true upside. He is in another classification. He's a safety pick where you're fine if he ends up being a a top-tier backup in the league. Great. Cool. But this is not a difference-making player. C.J. Stroud could be a difference-maker in the league. If Anthony Richardson certainly could be. As could Will Levis. Will Levis has the big arm but he's missing the stats and that's a big missing
1: piece. Yeah.
0: CJ Stroud missing the arm but has the stats.
1: Yeah, you're looking at three prospects here that are different they're they're different stages of what you would call projects to be NFL starting quarterbacks. Of everybody in this class, the most pro-ready player is CJ Stroud. Easily. If you're if you're looking for day 1, he can start, he's going to be fine that, that's your guy.
0: How is this an argument? How is well, it not
1: I, clear that the the the
0: move would be to potentially, if you're Indianapolis, if the if the argument is well, you should trade up with Chicago to get CJ Stroud, I'd be like, well, that's interesting. I could let's talk. That's an interesting yeah, conversation. Is that worth it or not? Is is Stroud good enough for that? Uh, probably not. I wouldn't advise trading up on. Hardly ever, but maybe. Especially eight slots. Well, if you're Indianapolis trading up four spots, even you're still going to have to give up a lot to go from four to one. So it's probably not worth it. It's, it's hard to justify any of these quarterbacks in the top ten outside C.J. Stroud because they're all projects. They're all flawed. One guy's missing the refinement. One guy's missing the statistics and the efficiency. Another guy's missing the physical tools one guy's missing the physique and the, the requisite stature so it, it's it's all sifting around in the dented cans bin in this class that's what it is and the, the idea that there could be three if not four depending on how hot this anthony richardson hype machine gets this hype engine gets that that you could have four when it's questionable whether there should even be one Quarterback go in the top ten just because there's so much need is wild to me. I was talking to Jordan McNamara yesterday. My suspicion is that the scouts know what I know about these quarterbacks and that some of these teams that need a quarterback will actually trade back because they're not going to push the button. They never had any intentions of pushing the button. The message never got to Sports Illustrated that there's no fucking way, right? and that there's going to be teams that are trying to trade up for offensive linemen and defensive linemen that are going to end up trading up for these picks that are held by the quarterback-needy teams. I suspect that happens. I wouldn't be surprised at all if Indianapolis actually says, hey, guys, guess what? Hey, sorry, Sports Illustrated, we're actually moving down because we got people that want offensive line. Offensive line is at such a premium, right? When you have the chance to get Paris Johnson, Jr., Peter Skoronsky. when those guys are available, you might trade up two or three spots to try to get those guys if you're a, or a, a team that's trying to compete, and that's a missing piece. If I'm trying to build a team from the ground up, like the Detroit Lions, that would be the starting point. We'd like, okay, let's get Johnson or Skoronsky through the door. Let's build around that, and then we'll we'll, we'll go from there. Right, it's funny. Like it's, there's always some sort of Northwestern tackle that's in this mess, right? It was, it was like, oh Sewell, uh, but also like a Northwestern tackle, and it's like, oh Johnson or a Northwestern tackle. This is my alma mater. It's like, is it, it's, it's tackle you now.
1: I love that we're tackle you. That's so great. It decides not to push the button this year, which people would freak out about. I mean, because I mean, they have been, you know. In quarterback hell forever um Caleb Williams Drake May in 2024 and I know we do this every year where it's like oh next year's guys though no 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 Caleb Williams and Drake May are going to change life for somebody and look I'm not saying that Stroud and Levis and Richardson and even potentially Bryce Young could not I'm saying Caleb Williams and Drake May will change life for somebody Right. We're talking about the 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 Trevor Lawrence and Justin Fields of the world as opposed to, you know, you know, last year's class and this year's class. And going back to Richardson just for a sec, someone may fall in love enough to go to one oh one because those traits in that body do not happen. Like Whoa, you think that's
0: the dark horse to go one oh
1: one? I think the dark horse to go one oh one is Anthony Richardson.
0: It yes. was Will Levis was the dark horse to go one hundred and one. Now it's Richardson. I love. I I would. I want Richardson. Yeah. I want Richardson. In my dream scenario, is
1: Detroit gets Richardson at eighteen. If you get, I mean, look up the size. I don't know what he weighs, but you're looking at like six four, probably all of two thirty five, two forty. And if he runs sub four five, it's a Trey Lance situation. He goes right up to the one hundred three. And the thing is, he, the thing about Anthony Richardson is he's just raw. He's not, he doesn't have horrible habits yet. It's not like someone ruined him. He just didn't have enough starts to figure it out. And so if you take him, you're acknowledging, yes, this is a project, but this isn't a project that you have to reconcile. Nobody's ruined quote unquote Anthony Richardson yet. He's just simply not taken enough snaps. To figure out what he can be yet. And if you have the right offensive system in place for him to bring him along, I mean, the, there is no one in this class that has the ceiling that Anthony Richardson has. I mean, it, it's if you're drafting, if your goal is to hit the moonshot, right, which it seems to be what you need to do in the AFC these days anyway. If your goal is to hit the moonshot, Anthony Richardson's your best chance to get there easily.
0: He's really the quarterback I want. I love CJ Stroud because I think arm strength is overrated. And I love Anthony Richardson because you know, refinement in college is also overrated. Just ask Josh yeah. Allen, but also many others. Yeah. That like pff, Cam Newton barely played in college. Yeah. One season. Like it's like whatever, man. Get out of here. But if 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 you have that body, and you have those physical tools, I want to get you in the door. And especially if we have a, a Jared Goff already, if <laughs> the buzz gets loud enough, oh. right? if the buzz gets loud enough around Anthony Richardson, then it's going to be a question of Brad Holmes deciding, okay, not only are we going to use our first pick on Richardson if possible, but we actually may trade up with Arizona. Like, the, the question is going to be to Detroit, to Carolina, do you try to overtake the Colts? Like Assuming Houston goes Bryce Young, which would be a catastrophic blunder, which would set their franchise back another five years, assuming they do that, and it would be it would just perfect. Like Cal McNair, per, just perfect, right? Classic just, Texas. It, the, the, the worse get worser, right? The bad get badder. That was what that would be. That would be perfect. And then, see, the Colts are like, okay, well, we'll get our pick of our guy. Oh, wait. Oh, the Cardinals are uh, are trading, right? They're, they're moving down. Like they, uh, Ballard's like, wait, what's happening? And, and for, if Holmes were to do it, because he has all these extra picks every year and, and he's been saving them and saving them and saving them for a rainy day, he's got a rainy day fund of picks
1: on and. Anthony Richardson and Honolulu Blue would be something. That's a, I mean, you want to talk about going from Jared Goff to the anti jared Goff. I mean.
0: (laughs) We're not going away from Jared Goff. Jared Goff's going to be great for us in 2023. Yeah. We're looking forward to Anthony Richardson in 2024.
1: And I mean, you couldn't talk about two more contrasting styles of play than Jared to Anthony Richardson. But I mean. Think about what DeAndre Swift and Jamal Williams were able to do without a rushing quarterback threat, and then add that level of dynamic athlete to the backfield and a guy that forces you to defend all 53 and a third, every blade of grass, because he can make all those throws. He just doesn't know when and how to do all of them yet, but he's got the talent to do it. And I mean, look, like, Florida's offense, if you go back and watch, is just, it makes you sad. Like, it, it was just... It, it was abject disaster. Is the nicest way that we can put it. Florida's offense was terrible, you know, terribly schemed, terribly run last year, and obviously they'll get that fixed over time. But like, it, it just kind of wasted a year of what should have been progression from Anthony Richardson. Um, they, he didn't learn any bad habits. He didn't, you know, it's not like you, there's anything to fix, quote unquote. He's just still raw because they didn't give him the opportunity to do the stuff that you want your franchise quarterbacks in the NFL to do. Um, but like I said, you know, CJ. Anthony, Will Levis, like, because there are essentially, if you add Bryce back in, essentially there are four guys and you're jockeying for position for them. Mm-hmm. Someone is probably going to drop out. That, Like, like you said, someone's going to say, you know what, this isn't our quarterback year, whether it's out of necessity because they need the draft capital or because they just get picked off and they're sitting there like, oh, shit, what do we do now?
0: That's right. We had our guy, we had our secondary guy, but if our primary guy and our secondary guy are gone, we're out. Yeah, we're out.
1: We're we're just we're just selling, moving back, and we'll see what we can get. You know, seven, eight picks later. I
0: think Atlanta does that.
1: I agree. I think Atlanta will have a guy circled. They might
0: want Richardson, and then he goes to Detroit, and it's like, oh, that's all right. We're out. You know that I could see that absolutely happening. That would make a lot of sense. The problem with these mobile Superman quarterbacks like a Cam Newton is they go to teams with the 101 or the 102 and they're set up to fail because they don't have the supporting cast necessary. Mm -hmm. This is why you want these guys to drop in the draft and end up going to teams with loaded rosters like Colin Kaepernick on the 49ers. Lamar Jackson. So that is the key. If you can get one of these guys to go to a team with a loaded roster like Detroit then they're set up for Colin Kaepernick in the playoffs level success.
1: Yeah. And I mean, you know, the guy that you want, right? Every team is going to value these guys differently because their skill sets range so widely. And there aren't two guys that are wildly similar, right? Like you have the ridiculous arm talent that is Will Levis. Not that Anthony doesn't have a ridiculous arm, but his arm is not Will Levis's. Then you have, you know, the all-tools prospect in Anthony Richardson where it's like, oh, we have this ball of clay. What can we mold him into? You have C.J. Stroud, who's as close to a finished product as you can get in this class in terms of checking every box that you'd want in a quarterback. And then you have Bryce Young where, you know, if we can get over this huge hurdle of his size, everything else, there is the love about him as a prospect. So there's no perfect prospect. There's no, you know, There's no Trevor Lawrence by any means. And so every team is going to value these four in whatever order that they value them in, however they choose to value them. And that's why we could have all four go in the top 10 because all you need is four teams to each think they're worth top. One of them is worth top 10 capital to have all four go in the top 10.
0: It would be a misuse of capital, an inefficient use of capital if all four of them were to go top 10. Best case scenario... Best case scenario for a dream landing spot would be a team that is in such desperate need for a quarterback. The owner, you know, wants one, right, badly. Is is the Carolina, David Tepper, is he the richest of the equity holders?
1: I'm pretty sure. he's. If he's not, he's close.
0: So, you know, he has one of those egos. Yeah. Right. So he's like, just make a quarterback happen. We have lots of money. What's the problem? And so that's my David Tepper voice. Not that I've ever met him. Um, I'm sure he's doing great. So so, (laughs) the dream scenario is teams inappropriately place Bryce Young at the top of their board for ridiculous outlier chasing reasons. Other teams are chasing tools in Levis and Richardson and then Stroud, falls all the way to Carolina, similar to how fields fell to Chicago. And then here's the other part of this, because Carolina with, with Stroud wins that division. That's the most winnable division in football. And their defense is above average. They've invested in the offensive line. They have DJ Moore. This is a team that, that is a quarterback away there's no quarterback away team that is set up better right now to win and make the playoffs than the Carolina Panthers that's why ideally if I were if I were putting the players on the teams where I think that they would succeed the most I would love to see Stroud in Carolina I would love to see Richardson in Detroit and Levis could succeed in a couple different places I think Levis in Indianapolis makes sense. I think that's likely where he's going to end up after this process shakes out and you start to see all the infatuation with his arm. I can absolutely see the scouts banging on Chris Ballard's door enough about Levis and then ownership coming in and saying, Hey, we need to fix the quarterback position. You've tried, you failed to patch it twice, right? You've tried to patch this tarp twice. It's still leaking.
1: We need a new one. Get yep. one now, 104. Do it. So, going off of that, especially your CJ to Carolina thing. I would love that. Uh, so, Underdog, friends of the show, um, did a video series where they did breakdowns of, you know, quarterbacks in college and their games. And they did breakdowns with a guy who might be pretty important to this whole scenario. It's new Panthers quarterback coach, Josh McCown. And the two guys that he broke down are C.J. Stroud and Bryce Young. And I encourage you to go watch those. They're about a half hour each. And you can watch him fall in love with C.J. just watching this Georgia game. And, I mean, it's no secret, right? It's no secret that Carolina's in love with cj the question that we have is how in are they on bryce do they care at all is it all a smoke screen like you know all of the games that get played between now and the end of april but it's pretty clear that carolina wants them and the question then becomes you know where are they gonna have to go to get them because the only guarantee in this draft that you have is trading with chicago at one that's the only guarantee that you're gonna Arizona? get Arizona. You could get Arizona at 3, but the thing is, who knows what Houston does at 2. If they decide, you know, what if Houston moves up to 1, Chicago's sitting at 2, now Chicago again can trade back and someone goes to 2 and takes CJ.
0: Oh, shit, I didn't think of that. Yeah. Oh, oh, that's multiple, that's multiple layers of strategy there. Yeah. Oh, man, that would be, oh, that would be, what a burn that would be. That's why you can't make these trades too early. There's a sweet spot when to make these trades where you're confident that no one is going to subvert you, but you also don't want to learn later that another team was negotiating and, and, and for a particular pick that you were intending to try to go after maybe in a couple days. Meanwhile, th- there's already an agreement made in principle that happened
1: before you even started to dial those numbers. I mean, they're probably going on as we do, as everybody does exit interviews in Indies. In Indy at the end of this week, there are probably a couple of handshake deals between GM saying, hey, if this guy is available at this spot, we'll make this, this and this happen. And we will trade with you on draft day for player X, should they be available? Because, I mean, look, like Arizona is not looking for a quarterback. Like they don't give a shit. So if somebody's sitting there like, hey, Arizona, if Bryce Young happens to be available at three, we will give you X for him. Those deals get negotiated all the time, right? Do they come to fruition all the time? No. But, like, I mean, it's why on draft day you have these crazy-ass trades that happen within seconds because they were agreed to in principle two months ago.
0: What about Carolina moving to three? Should Houston take Bryce Young? They want Stroud. They're infatuated with Stroud. They correctly evaluated Stroud.
1: What does it take? What does it take to go from nine to three? It's probably going to take next year's one and probably either a two or three. That's too much. I agree. I can't believe another team would even ask for that with a straight face. I mean, that's just the the, the going rate of getting into the top three is expensive. It's wild. And and I, the thing is, for a team like Carolina, you're going to compete in the NFC. Like, let's say you do get CJ, you're going to compete in the NFC South. You're going to win probably. Um, you know, you're probably going to win down there.
0: Yeah, I, I just think you have you have you have Will Anderson. One of the most prolific edge rushers, the most high-pedigree edge rushers we've had in many, many years. And then you have the freaks in Wilson and Murphy. And it's going to be very similar to last year where it's Hutchinson, it's Walker, it's Thibodeau clogging up the top five. And teams want those guys badly. They want to pressure the, the opposing passer so badly. And that's going to be part of it. You have these quarterback needy teams from the colts Falcons panthers all the way down to washington and you've got all these teams that need to pressure the quarterback and and that's why you have such demand for say the 103
1: yeah and you know once you're in because there are a couple of leverage spots in this draft right 101 obviously because the pick is for sale and everybody knows it 103, because we're all pretty sure what Houston's going to do if they stay at 102 and their guy is there, they're going to take Bryce. Um, 103 is another leverage spot, right? Like, Arizona functionally at that point controls the draft. It's, it's you know, hey, what do we do here? Because you have all these teams that now, you know, hell, some of them may trade up for Will Anderson. That's right. That's what I'm saying. Will Anderson may be the prize that that people are talking about, and it's not... Richardson or Levis. I mean, teams move up and down for players all the time. You know, it, I mean, obviously we get infatuated. with talking about the quarterbacks just because, you know, shiniest toys on the field. Everybody gets excited about them. But, you know, uh, Will Anderson, Tyree Wilson, man, like I, once people get to see what he does in Indy this week, like that's you. getting the, oh my God, <laughs> that's another one. That's another one where you're just like, oh, who is that guy? I mean,
0: remember the, remember the, the spot the Giants were in with those back-to-back picks? Right? Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's playing out the exact same as last year where they had the best first round because they just took the chalk that fell to them. Yeah. Right? And then if, if, I mean- they, if, 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 if one team had the sixth and seventh pick, I mean, that would just be a dream scenario because then you're just like, well, one of these edge rushers could fall to us because of quarterback demand, and then we'll just take Paris Johnson.
1: We'll take, the, we'll take the tackle and we'll take an edge rusher.
0: And we'll take our tackle, we'll take our edge rusher, the best guys that fall to us, and uh, we'll just uh, you know say goodbye to the rest of the, the league and be like, hey, we won the first round. Good night. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. there's a couple teams that have that, right? There's a couple yeah. teams that have multiple picks. Seattle has multiple picks. Detroit has multiple picks. So it's interesting to see what they could do. They may move down. Philadelphia has multiple picks. They they could easily move down and consolidate and then end up picking back-to-back at some point. Like, you could see it's possible Washington trades up with Detroit, and then Detroit's picking in the teens twice. Plus, they have, you know, a first-rounder next year, and so many, so many possibilities. It's exciting. When you have those multiple first-round picks, the world just opens up to you. I mean, Houston, Houston could also do that. Right? Houston could consolidate. They could trade down. That would be that would be the most no one's talking about that. No one's talking about Houston trading down cuz they they're just assuming they love Bryce Young and it's going to happen, but they could anything is possible. I would love to see Houston trade down and consolidate. If I were them, that's what I would be doing, but they're not going to do that.
1: Yeah, I mean there's that, it, Young, Stroud, Levis, Richardson, all really good players. Um you know there's nothing you're not going to be upset with any of them as your quarterback but at the same time they're they're not Caleb Williams they're not Drake May they're not Trevor Lawrence like you're if you have as many holes as Houston has bringing in a quarterback doesn't really solve your problem nope um uh, your your talent your your problem is that you have a talent deficient roster not that you don't have a quarterback like Davis Mills is perfectly fine to get bludgeoned by whoever the hell it is you know that's coming off the edge and but Trayvon Walker is gonna splatter whoever your quarterback is anyway because you didn't get him a tackle. like the, I, I, I just I don't understand what Houston's doing. Houston has good tackles. That's the one thing Houston does have is good tackles. I don't
0: think they're necessarily in the market for a tackle, but what they could do, what they could do is go edge if they stay put. They could go edge. They could go Wilson at two and then just say, this is what I would do. If I were if I were Houston and I couldn't trade, I would say I'm gonna take our top graded edge rusher that's available at two, and then I'm gonna I'm gonna let the league dictate which quarterback we get. Cause you remember, once upon a time, at the one twelve, the league gifted Houston a quarterback who ended up having a lot of problems and getting Suspended for a year and now he's on the Browns. But they have this pick because of that particular player, and it's the exact same draft slot yep. as they had years ago. Yeah. 2017. If I am Houston, the league's going to give him a quarterback on it. They're going to give him Will Levis. They're going to give him CJ Stroud. They're going to give him somebody. The league's going to give him somebody. At 12? You think, oh, it's impossible that Mahomes falls to 10 he did it's impossible watson falls to 12 he did it's impossible mac jones falls to 15 he did
1: fields at 11 yeah i mean like look there's it, history shows us that no matter how highly we try to overvalue the quarterbacks someone will fall
0: and well the, the it, best example of this is malik willis getting mocked at the 101 malik willis gets mocked at the 101 and falls to the third round
1: This is for every Malik Willis truther that ever existed out there. Anthony Richardson is the guy you wanted him to be. If you were in on Malik Willis, if you liked him as a prospect, congratulations, you have the Pokemon evolution of Malik Willis. It's Anthony fucking Richardson. He has a better arm. He's faster. He's bigger. He's stronger. And he did it in the SEC. What more do you want? If you, like, the, my question is people go so back and forth. If your process was Malik Willis is a first-round talent, how the hell do you not have Anthony Richardson near the top of your big board, period, because he's everything Malik Willis was but better? It's true. Yeah. I. I and, I. look, I— There are so many things to like about each and every one of these quarterbacks. But like we said, they're flawed prospects. They're not generational talents. They're really good. And some of them have the potential to be great. Some of them have the potential to be superstars.
0: And Bryce Young has the potential to be Mitchell Trubisky at two.
1: I mean, dude, Bryce Young is, there's a lot to like about him, but the packaging is is tough. Like a 5'10 with shoes on, like, that that's, that's a that's a tall hurdle to climb.
0: Titans general manager uh, Ryan or Ran Carthen. yeah, Ran, Ran. I, I look at that name and I see Ryan, and then I'm like, no, that's actually that's actually Ran. Uh, said that Ryan Tannehill is a Titan and will be a Titan forever. No, <laughs> I, I added the forever, but uh, yeah. Tannehill not going anywhere. Malik Willis under contract for the next three years. The Titans absolutely need a quarterback. This is lying season. Oh, yeah. I mean, welcome to lying. Some of the lies that are being told right now, are are, are they're, they're just whoppers. It's whopper season. I can't believe the level of whopper that I'm being subjected to. But, oh, we're fully committed to player X, and, and we would never think about moving on from player Y, and Javante Williams will be ready to play week one. <laughs> Stop Guys. lying to me, man.
1: Guys. Whoppers. Guys, if you want to get good at understanding why teams do the things that they do, learn how to read the difference between the absolute nonsense that makes no sense and the stuff that your brain tells you does make sense. Allow me to explain. Trayvon Walker last year blew up the combine. Jacksonville was looking for an edge rusher. The only thing that Aiden Hutchinson is not is a freak athlete. He's a really good athlete. Trayvon Walker is a freak athlete. They were betting on upside, and it made sense, right? I would have taken Kayvon Thibodeau. That's just me.
0: Yeah, they, they took the third best edge rusher.
1: Right. And the thing is, they're betting that long-term, the athleticism will win out, and over time, he will become the best of them. And that's fine. That's that's a process. If that's what you want to do, that's what you want.
0: Kayvon Thibodeau and, and Aiden Hutchinson are sick athletes, bro.
1: Oh, yeah, they are. Yeah, they are. Trayvon's just... RAS scored basically 10. That's freakish. Anyway, Ryan Tannehill has no reason to be in Tennessee. What the fuck are we doing here? We've seen what the ceiling of this team with Ryan Tannehill and A.J. Brown is. It's having the one seed and pissing down your leg at home against a team that was down three offensive linemen and starting a quarterback that was starting his 18th NFL game. What? What? Like, th- no version of the Ryan Tannehill Titans is ever gonna win a Super Bowl. We're aware of this. He's a good player. We liked him for fantasy. He was a value for a while. What are we doing here? I don't and know. if you're if you're a general manager, why would you tie your stake to Ryan Tannehill if you don't have to? Rand Carthen has no involvement here. He didn't bring in Ryan Tannehill. He didn't give up draft capital for him. He didn't pay him. He owes him shit. This is the This is the peak example of, right, someone is going to get left out of quarterback musical chairs. And what's going to happen is Rand Carthen is going to offer them Ryan Tannehill. Why? Because the Jets can't go another season without a fucking quarterback. That's right. They can't. That's right. They can't, right? And, And the Raiders can't go a season without a fucking quarterback. They have one on their roster. Chase Garbers is the only quarterback for the Las Vegas Raiders right now. That is the only quarterback on the roster. That's not you, you, you can't sell your fans. That's not a that's not a product you can sell, right? right? You're in Vegas, you're in the entertainment capital of the world. So something's gotta give. And so he knows that at this point, his best opportunity is to hold on to Ryan Tannehill, wait for someone to get fucked, and then pass him on to the next highest bidder. That's all it's gonna be. We all know what's going to happen with Ryan Tannehill. He's not the long-term answer there. If he was the long-term answer there, they would have paid him the money that shows you that he is. And obviously they have not. So what does it tell you? He's not the answer.
0: Clearly, the answer could be Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. I want Aaron Rodgers. I think that's the best fit is Aaron Rodgers, nice, comfy, small town. I can see Aaron Rodgers going out, hanging out in Nashville. Right? A house Not there. some big city. Aaron Rodgers doesn't want to be in New York. he's a house think that He's tired of Green Bay, but I still believe that he's more of a smaller city person. His personality, certainly he'd much rather uh, go into a cave. Yeah, that New York media is no joke. Uh, unlike, say, like Kyle Trask. Kyle Trask likes the nightlife. Look. Kyle Trask is, is apparently. Oh, uh, boy. In the mix to compete. He's in the mix to compete for the starting job. Like like what the fuck does that mean? It doesn't mean it he's not. He's not he's not a player. He's never gonna be anything as a starting quarterback in the league. He doesn't have the passion for it. We would have heard about it by now. Tom Brady would have been in some way threatened by him. He's not right, like he was Jimmy Garoppolo. So he's not even Jimmy Garoppolo level threatening to Tom Brady. He's a nothing. So then the question becomes, who's going to be the quarterback in Tampa? That's another one. There's a lot of open
1: quarterback chairs, like you're saying. The worst place to be is without a quarterback and without a plan, right? And Tampa got there real quick. Woo! I mean, a month and a half quick. Like, Hey,
0: they won the Super Bowl, though. They won the Super Bowl with Brady. You can't take that away. There's 32 teams in the league. You have a chance to go all in with Brady. And then this is the pain. It's a pain trade. So now they're in the they're in the, they're on the pain side of the pain trade. Now they need to expedite their rebuild and take it seriously. They have the 19th pick. I hope to God they don't trade up. They pick at 19. They have failed. That's a dead zone in the first round. You need yeah, to trade yeah. out of that pick to someone who has some need, like a final piece need. Trade it to them and get their first rounder next year and hope that it's a better pick plus a second, right? You've yeah. got to trade out of that pick and accumulate picks. Your job as a Tampa Bay general manager starting today is accumulate the maximum number of picks possible. If they pick at 19, it's a catastrophic failure.
1: Yeah, I, I've, I've, Tampa's in a really weird spot, too. Again, another one. Tear
0: it down, bro. You 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 let go of Fournette. Keep going. Yeah. Keep going. Keep cutting.
1: Never stop.
0: Why why the why on earth would Mike Evans play another snap for Tampa Bay? Would make no sense.
1: I do not know.
0: You're not gonna be competitive at a time when Mike Evans can help you.
1: This is exactly what we're fucking talking about. This is exactly what we're talking about. Two weeks ago, Jason Light goes to the podium. You know, in the offseason, he's like, Leonard Fournette's part of our long term plan. Two weeks later, they fucking cut him. Like Whopper. They, yeah, like <laughs> it doesn't matter. I don't care.
0: Like if this is a dynasty team and I have a Mike Evans and I'm rebuilding, I'm just putting him on the block, highest bidder, moving on. I'm not trying to extract every last penny of value. I'm just trying to open up that roster spot and get something in return and save some money in the process.
1: And look, there are going to be suitors for Mike Evans. Restructure
0: sure. the roster. Mike Evans is the most glaring candidate to get out of.
1: Yeah. I mean, Chicago should be interested for obvious reasons. The Chargers should be interested for obvious reasons. Like, there's going to be a healthy amount of, you know, of a market for him. And the thing is, look, like like we've told you before, Mahomes' contract allows Kansas City to do some wild shit. I was on yesterday It uh, with – 810 in Kansas City and we were talking about it just restructuring Mahomes Kelsey and Joe Tooney 50 million in cap space like that makes them big players to go get whoever they want resign whoever they want right like there are more suitors than you think for these you know aging veterans especially on these teams where you know the Super Bowl window is now you're hiring mercenaries here's a great one Mike Evans becomes a Buffalo Bill. How much does that change life?
0: Perfect. Right? Perfect. He's just—he's a a straight-up upgrade on Gabriel Davis. There's very few, if any, Gabriel Davis-like receivers in this draft. There's certainly none like Gabriel Davis in this free agent class. But Mike Evans does play the Gabriel Davis role. He'd be a great player to put opposite digs, and then you can rotate him in Davis. Don't ask him to play a full complement of snaps. Don't ask him to run the typical full X receiver route tree, you have some Gabriel Davis to, to, to to rotate in there as well.
1: Yeah. Yeah.
0: And then you can like, play digs more in the slot. It makes a lot of sense.
1: Yeah. And the thing is, if you're the bills, this is your, we saw last year kind of the come to Jesus moment. Right. And obviously it's one game at home that you lost in a pretty emphatic manner. But when you have the opportunity to potentially call Jason Light and make that deal, you have to do it, right? Like, Dave, there's a difference between going all in, like saying you're going all in and actually doing it. The version of the last team to really, truly go all in was the Rams, and the Bucks did it the year before where they loaded up on everybody. We don't give a fuck how old you are, what the contract looks like, come on down, right? We're going at this thing for a year. Then the Rams did it in 21, Buffalo tried to do it by bringing in Von Miller. But, like, it's got to be more than that, right? And I think we're we're in a window where Cincinnati and Buffalo really need to push the ends of this because you're going to get to a situation pretty soon when you're Cincinnati where Higgins, Chase, Burrow is going to cost you 100 plus million a year, right? And, and once you get to that, the rest of your roster is going to take a hit. It's absolutely going to there's there's nothing you can do about it. You've got two years left. Run it. You're like,
0: hey, you get you get age 29, Mike Evans. He's not washed yet. No, we've paid out most of his salary in the form of a restructure bonus already. He's only owed 14.5 million dollars this year when you add up his base salary and his roster bonus. It's a good deal. It's a good deal. We'll eat the cap hit. We don't care about the cap this year. You know, dead cap, bring it on. Give us your dead cap. We'll give us all your dead cap. We just want your goddamn picks. Give us your players. We'll eat the cap hit. Give us your picks. Mm -hmm. Right? And whatever pick it is, I'm just going to shop around the league, all the contenders. Whatever picks I can get for him, he's a good deal. Ship him. It's, It's the easiest trade I could possibly dream up.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, Mike Evans to Buffalo makes way too much sense for it not to happen.
0: It should happen. Make it happen,
1: Buffalo. That's it. That's the show.
0: and thank you. We, we did something. We did something special today, which was we just improvised a show, no planning, no pre-show discussion even. I just nope. threw nuggets at you. I threw lies at you. I threw bad prospect evaluations at you, and we did a hell of a show, my friend. We did a hell of a show my friend
1: that we did looking forward to the next one of course he would be of course so would mac jones
0: and now we're we're we're, we're, we're chasing the next baker mayfield what is happening
1: like what the fuck does that mean
0: he's five ten <laughs> <laughs> what the f- he ran for zero yards
1: This is for every Malik Willis truther that ever existed out there. Anthony Richardson is the guy you wanted him to be. You could get Arizona at three, but the thing is, who knows what Houston does at two. If they decide, you know, what if Houston moves up to one? Chicago's sitting at two. Now Chicago again can trade back and someone goes to two and takes CJ.
0: Oh shit, I didn't think of that. (laughs) i <laughs>